Welcome to the Valley View Friends Church Sunday Morning Podcast. Thank you for joining us. And if you want to learn more about our church, look us up on Facebook or our website at valleyviewfriendschurch.org. This last week has been a reminder that we humans are flawed beings. At our best, we still make mistakes, fall short, and hurt others. At our worst, we can be something so ugly that we do not even look human. Times like these show us that we are not meant to be this way. We were made for greater kindness, greater purpose, to live a holy life, and to see that each of us deserve better because each of us have within us the image of God. The death of George Floyd is disturbing, and his death unmasks the worst in us all. At this moment, we can react in many ways, demanding justice, displaying holy anger, moving with deep compassion for those who are treated unjustly, but we can also react in less admirable ways, with fear, with unholy anger that is more concerned about a pound of flesh than justice, with revenge instead of reconciliation, by reinforcing in our minds stereotypes and prejudice from what we see and hear on the news. Perhaps most pathetically, we can respond with indifference and apathy, hoping that this just blows over and things can go back to normal. Normal is not acceptable. Normal means some of, some of us live in comfort and others live in fear. Normal means some of us move forward in life and others sink into deeper poverty. Normal means some of us see a world that is just fine and others see hopelessness, prejudice, and a culture that has no room for them. You may feel like you've done nothing to contribute to the problem, but each one of us can contribute to the solution. You and I cannot control how other people respond and react to us, but we can control and be responsible for our actions and how we react to others. You and I can move forward with every effort to change our community, to foster justice, mercy, blessing, build trust, and to give care to all. We must pull together as one people to tear down barriers of prejudice, and we must actively grow communities where every person is given dignity, respect, and can live without fear. I would point you to the name of our church, Valley View Evangelical Friends Church. I think perhaps many Christians gravitate towards the evangelical portion of our church name and heritage. We are born-again Christians, Bible-believing, and outreach-oriented. Also within our church name comes the title Friends. And that, friend, that title Friends is one that a lot of people like because it sounds nice. There's a lot of people that think, oh, they must be friendly at that church. And I hope that we are. But to say that we are friendly misses a deeper theology of who we are as a church. To say that we are an evangelical friends church means that we are from the Society of Friends, that is to say we are Quakers in heritage. The first Quakers sought God so deeply and were so convinced of the truth of the Bible and the saving power of Jesus that they felt a deep conviction to understand and live out the doctrine of equality of all people. God has made each person in his image. And Jesus has died on the cross for every person. There is no room for a follower of God to treat anyone less than a child of God or to treat any person with special privilege for being powerful in the eyes of humanity. 
Quakers were one of the first Christian movements to recognize the equality of women in calling to serve as pastors and leaders. This happened at the beginning of our, of our denomination back in the mid-1600s. Many early Quakers went to prison for, for treating everyone equally and refusing to give special respect to nobility and officers of the state. Quakers pioneered the practice of setting fair prices for goods and services instead of bartering or haggling with customers. They felt that it was unethical to charge more for, from someone who was wealthy or to take advantage of those without resources and without the clout to bargain for a de better deal. Quakers played an important role in the abolition of slavery and were an integral part of the Underground Railroad. And these actions led to the imprisonment and death of many friends. All of this was born out of the friend's deep conviction that every person was equal and needed to be treated so. Somewhere down the road, we became a more complacent people. I think perhaps many of us have made church into something that makes me feel good or is about me and my salvation rather than about encountering a holy God who redeems and transforms us so deeply that we are compelled to commit our lives to transforming the world around us into a community that is redeemed, reconciled, restored, and holy. So what should you do? And how should you respond to the death of George Floyd? I'm not sure I have the answers. But for what it's worth, consider these. First, choose today to look at people differently. Choose to first see every person as made in the image of God and so precious to God that he would send his son to die for them, to rescue and redeem them. It is our human nature, perhaps our sinful nature, to divide and categorize people. We divide by color, by wealth, by political views, by cultural heritage, by sports teams. You name it, and we divide and group people by it. Sometimes the division is in good fun, and sometimes we are blind to the walls we build between each other, and sometimes we are ugly and nefarious in the divides that we create. Instead, see that everyone is precious and valuable to God, and therefore should be precious and valuable to you and me. Secondly, do not let your neighbor stand alone. Being alone is the ultimate segregation, divided from all other people without hope. Instead, as much as you can, be a help to your neighbor. Be strength when they need it. Serve them when they are helpless. Be a voice with them. Speak to the truth to them when they feel that, the, that no one is on their side. Say to them, you are not alone. Jesus is with you and so am I. The Bible has much to say about unity. Most of the time we think unity means not fighting with each other or not disagreeing. When the Bible calls people, the church, to act in unity, it is to stand together, to not let disagreement tear each other apart or to divide. Instead, it calls us to stand together in the midst of disagreement, in the midst of pain, and in the midst of conflict, to help bring out the best in each other. Will you do this for your neighbor? Thirdly, in every way possible, seek the best for your neighbor. For the Christian to do this, it means that we truly seek to get to know our neighbors and their story. 
We need to become better listeners. You and I should seek ways to bless our neighbors, to do what will help them, honor them, and to build trust with them. This also means that we are to share the gospel of Jesus with them. We want them to experience the restorative power of God. However, if they reject Jesus, that does not mean that we reject them. Our neighbor is still precious to God, and Jesus still died for them, so we still seek in every way possible the best for our neighbor. And fourthly, we avoid violence against others. This is another Quaker heritage. We are all precious to God. Violence against one another is unacceptable. An eye for an eye makes the whole world blind. Be a voice. Demand better justice. Work ardently to build better community and culture. But violence does not bring out the best in people. Seek instead reconciliation and peace. Injustice often makes reconciliation seem impossible. By no means should we overlook injustice. Injustice should make us boil. Our hearts should hurt and our eyes should be full of tears. But we should value true reconciliation above our anger at injustice. True reconciliation is the only way this ever gets better. Now, I want to take a few minutes and read from the Bible, God's Word. There is power in the Bible, and we should let God speak through His Word. So I want to read passages that speak to justice, equality of people, serving others, and peace. So let's begin with justice. I'm just going to read these passages. Amos chapter 5, verses 14 through 15. Seek good, not evil, that you may live. Then the Lord God Almighty will be with you, just as you say He is. Hate evil, love good, maintain justice in the courts. Perhaps the Lord God Almighty will have mercy on the remnant of Joseph. Isaiah 1, verses 15 through 17. When you spread out your hands in prayer, I hide my eyes from you. Even when you offer many prayers, I'm not listening. Your hands are full of blood. Wash and make yourselves clean. Take your evil deeds out of my sight. Stop doing wrong. Learn to do right. Seek justice. Defend the oppressed. Take up the cause of the fatherless. Plead the case of the widow. Psalm 37, 27 through 29. Turn from evil and do good. Then you will dwell in the land forever. For the Lord loves the just and will not forsake his faithful ones. Wrongdoers will be completely destroyed. The offspring of the wicked will perish. The righteous will inherit the land and dwell in it forever. And Proverbs twenty-one, fifteen: When justice is done, it brings joy to the righteous, but terror to the evildoers. Now let's talk about the equality of people. From Genesis chapter 1, 26 through 27, we are made in his image, so we are special. It says this, Then God said, Let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish of the sea, the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Then the Lord God, this is Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. Then the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. 
A very quick verse here from Exodus 20, 13 shows that God sees that we are precious. Simply says, you shall not murder. Romans 5, 8. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. 1 Corinthians 3, 16-17 Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's Spirit dwells in your midst? If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy that person. For God's temple is sacred and you together are that temple. And Psalm 8 Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory in the heavens. Through the praise of children and infants, you have established a stronghold against your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. When I consider your heavens and the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set into place, what is mankind that you are mindful of them, human beings that you care for them? You have made them a little lower than angels and crowned them with glory and honor. You made them rulers over the works of your hands. You put everything under their feet, all flocks and herds and the animals of the wild, the birds in the sky and the fish of the sea, all that swim the paths of the seas. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Now, scriptures on serving others. Romans thirteen eight through 10. Let no debt remain outstanding, except the continuing debt to love one another. For whoever loves others has fulfilled the law. The commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and whatever other command there may be are summed up in this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no harm to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of law. Galatians chapter 5, verses 13 through 14. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. But do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. Philippians 2, 3 through 4 says this. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. Matthew twenty-five thirty-five through 40 Jesus is speaking here, and he says, For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in, or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? And the king will reply, Truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. And lastly, peace. Matthew chapter 5 Verse 9 says, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Colossians 3.15 says, Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace, and be thankful. Romans 12.17-21 says this, Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. 
If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it is mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Hebrews 12:14 says this, Make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. Pray with me. Almighty God, we confess our sins to you, the ways that we have fallen short in caring for our neighbors. Help us to see value in people the way that you do. Help us to stand with our neighbors. Help us to seek the best for our neighbors. Help us to be a people of restoration and peace. Lord, I pray that you would bring healing to our nation. Do not let any of us go back to old habits, but lead us that we would move forward to being a healthier community of people. Help us to see Jesus, to receive his forgiveness and restorative power in our own lives and also in our communities. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, perhaps more than ever, go. But not by yourself, not alone, but with your neighbor. But not only with your neighbor. Go with the power and authority and peace of Jesus. Go with Jesus.